Listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on K Squid 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz on the web at ksqd.org. My name is Billy Butler, and I spoke with local poet Chestina Craig about her new poetry collection, Daughter of Salt, out later this month with Picture Show Press. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, you're listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on 90.7 K-Squid. My name is Billy Butler, and I'm joined with Chestina Craig. She is a local poet, and her book is coming out soon with Picture Show Press. That book is called Daughter of Salt. And here's a little bit about Chestina before we begin the conversation. Chestina Craig grew up in Santa Cruz, California. She currently lives on the California coast with her cat, Wilton. Her work has been published with Crab Fat Magazine, Vagabond City Lit, Button Poetry, and others. She has presented her writing at events such as the Young Women's Empowerment Conference and open mics around the United States. As a holder of a bachelor's degree in marine biology, she was once friends with an octopus. She recently spent two months in the Bahamas at a field station assisting with shark and stingray research. At 25 years old, she is excited to look into a hopeful future in marine biology, where she still finds enough time to write. She hopes that one day she will only be required to wear comfortable clothing, study the ocean, and get paid to have too many feelings. Her chapbook, Body of Water, came out October 2017 with Sadie Girl Press. Daughter of Salt is her second chapbook publication. You can find more information at JustinaCraig.com. Justina, welcome to the program. Hi. That link to my website is actually broken. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. We'll fix it. We'll, we'll fix, fix it. it. I have to fix yeah, it. I have to fix totally. it. Totally. I feel like bios are very similar to Instagram in that they only highlight the good things. I just yeah. feel like I want to acknowledge that because hearing that, I was like, oh, my God, who am I? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think bios are weird, and I think you get asked to come mm-hmm. up with bios all the time mm-hmm. um when you're doing poetry things mm-hmm. yeah it's weird to like encapsulate yourself in five sentences or that less was way more than five yeah. sentences <laughs> i was like i did this i yeah. did this do, do, do. but like it's good you know you kind of look back and sometimes you're like yeah i forgot about that thing yeah but it happened yeah 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 so that's incredible um well i kind of want to steal an intro from uh say more podcast Uh, Shout out Olivia Gatwood and Melissa Lozada Oliva. Uh, They do a thing at the beginning where they just sort of um, check in. They're just asking, you know, like, what are you thinking about? Like, what's on your mind? So I want to steal that and just sort of ask you, like, how are you doing? Like, what's what's happening? What's happening? Um, My back hurts. (laughs) Um, I was throwing around kayaks all day, which is great and fun. But I definitely... I'm excited to stretch, which makes me feel like a nice, simple, chill, you know, I don't know, stretching. It's good. It's humbling. It's humbling. Yeah, totally. Because then you realize that you can't touch your toes today. (laughs) Yeah, totally. No, that's hard. I can't either. Um, I don't think I ever uh, have. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm thank really you. excited. Um, I'm I was so wondering excited. if, um, uh-huh. 
I don't know. Can you maybe start us off with a poem? Would that sure. be possible? Okay, yeah, cool. I can do that. Amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. Fantastic. Cool. Cool. I haven't read aloud in like a month. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm It'll ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Fantastic. Be raw. Cool. I have some poems here. Cool. Do you want to choose from, from a um, poem? Yeah. Let me... Let's be sad first. Okay, totally. We can be sad first. This is Chestina Craig. She is about to read a sad poem. You are listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on 90.7 K-Squid. Chestina Craig. A poem in which I cannot hide from my flaws, so I name them publicly. I am such a hungry thing. The seventh sin, all baby bird, but just its mouth wide open and endless. Don't you know how much I can stomach and want for more? Don't you know about the sinking swamps, the fires, how they consume? Have you ever seen my hands not holding on to something white-knuckled and cracking? Like an infant, I forget my own strength. Like an infant, I am desperate for anything. Like an undertaker, I bury everything in me that does not shine and leave it in the backyard to rot. You will not catch the smell until you get too close. Like all damned fruit, I am only sweet in the summer. Like all damned fruit, the trees will drop me soon enough. Like any good tree, I forget that light needs to hit the ground too. There are two sides to every shadow, the darkness and the figure in the way. Sometimes I am both. Like any good tree, I fear the fire, even when I am that wild myself. Look at all the circles I can run around my body. I won't ever give them up. Like any evergreen in the winter, I hold all the sap and sick like it birthed me. I will not let any of this go, even if I should, even if I wanted to. You are listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on K-Squid 90.7 FM. That was Chestina Craig reading her poem, a poem in which I cannot hide from my flaws, so I name them publicly. Justina, uh, you're really good at poems, by the way. Um, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) This poem was fantastic. Thank Um, you. I don't know. Is there anything like, was there, was there a moment that, um, was sort of like the catalyst for this poem or maybe it wasn't one of those? Um, I don't know. Was there like a, an inside, you know, writing process sort of for this? Um, so there was actually, it's a prompt that I got from a friend on Twitter. There's a couple people who, um, did it, um, Kanika Lawton and then, um, Rebecca Kokoitis, I think. They, um, one of them kind of did that first. One of them suggested it to the other, I believe, and then it just kind of was a thing on Twitter, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this too, because I hadn't written a poem in a very long time. Um, and then this kind of came out like vomit. <clears throat> oh, sweet. So, so this, that was the prompt of yeah. write a poem. Uh, write a poem yeah. where you name your flaws, basically, okay. where you talk about your flaws, where you put them into poem form, just yeah. you got to say them. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I know. Right? <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I was wondering if um, we can maybe talk a little bit about your forthcoming collection, um, Daughter of Salt. Yeah. If you want to talk sure. about that. And totally. By the way, it's coming out with Picture Show Press. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Cool. And yeah. it's coming out in spring, right? Yeah. March. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Close. All right. <clears throat> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about... Um, 
just how the collection sort of came to be mm-hmm. and what it was like putting the poems together mm-hmm. and also you know if there was um maybe a difference or um some similarities with putting this collection together mm-hmm. and your last collection yeah um body of water yeah um and kind of how um making a book has been for you mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so this one was kind of came to be because i forget who it was but some person came up to me at an open mic and they were like all your poems, like, talk about salt. All of them have the word salt in them. And I think that's a bit of an exaggeration because not all of them, but most of them do. A lot of them reference salt, the ocean, um, salt of the earth, stuff like that. So when I sat down to put a, another book together because I enjoyed doing it so much the first time, um, that was kind of a theme that I went with was salt and summertime and sweat and tears and the ocean. Um, so I kind of got every poem that I was proud of together. So not all of them fall under that umbrella. And I know a lot of people who will make chapbooks and they're so good about doing things thematically. I'm definitely not that person. I kind of pick a theme that I think will fit most of the stuff, but if there's a poem that I really like, I throw it in. I don't write enough to do thematic chapbooks. I'm like, this is my best stuff that I've done in three years. You get it all at once. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah. salt is a big part of my life, and I just cry a lot, sweat a lot, and I'm, and I'm in the ocean a lot, so <laughs> I think here we are. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um as kind of having those interests be like yeah. how you order a book. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I think there is a whole thing with poets and, you know, like their obsessions and like what yeah. they're drawn to. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also been said that poets really only write about like three things, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's true. Yep. And like, I feel like if you can lean into um, sort of your obsessions and what um, really interests you, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's, you know, you can't really go wrong with having yeah. that be um, the book. Yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying about, um, you know, like project books. Like, mm-hmm. I totally admire yeah. people who have this, like, strong theme about, yeah. like, oh, like, you know, this is, like, it, like a very, like, complicated and, like, well-executed idea. And, like, this is the structure. And I feel like uh, I don't I don't think like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, no. it's tricky. It's, like, very intimidating, and I hope one day to maybe have this, like, grand overarching idea of, like, mm-hmm. this is what, you know, I'm going to make a book, and it's going to, like, be, like, spectacular and, like, how it's, mm-hmm. you know, thought out, but, mm-hmm. like, not there yet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's it. I just was, like, I'm salty. Fantastic. And that's what my shirt says today. Amazing. Wow. It does. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it, but it does. Yeah. Um, Overalls. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Well, cool. I was wondering if maybe you could read another poem sure. for us. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you want to look through what we have here? Yeah. I'll do... I'll do this one. Save Santa Cruz for later. Sweet. Okay. So this is when you think of me, just imagine me in the ocean saying more light after Lyd Havens. More light, and by more light, I mean more waking and stirring with a window wide open to hope, and more songs that feel like a beast of violin swelling in your belly, 
And by violins, I mean birds in the morning. And by the morning, I mean letting the light share time with grief, more looking into the mirror and only seeing a photo of you doing something you love. When I say more light, I mean more lemons just as they are, more of that yellow, more claiming it in your smile, more zest to carry along with you. When I say zest, I mean your feet leave the ground with music often, more juice, more sugar, more salt, more ocean, more flinging your body into it with the knowledge of numbness, more refusing to be chained to home by the cold, more remembering that you are the heat, the heaving of the earth, more dancing like you have an army of animals to lead, like you were raised barefoot, more callous feet, more sleeping in new places, more stretching like a vine on the way to its sky. By stretching, I mean bending like you have only ever known good hands. More surface area open to the sun. By surface area, I mean take up space. More blood rush, more hummingbird dresses, more linen, more wings, more salt before the swelling. By swelling, I mean a a feeling that builds like physics in the cathedral of your body. When I say your body, I mean more of that, more of your body, By body, I mean light, more light, more of you, and the way light moves around your shape that exists so bright. You are listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on K-Squid, 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz, on the web at ksqd.org. My name is Billy Butler, and I am speaking with Chestina Craig about her new collection of poems, Daughter of Salt. I was wondering if I could also talk to you about an obsession Mm -hmm. of yours, Mm -hmm. um, a poetic obsession Mm. even, uh, (laughs) and that is The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Which is a show I know nothing about. Yeah. Um, So I was wondering if you could talk maybe about, you know, your your interest in The Bachelor. And uh, I don't know, have you written poems about The Bachelor? I have not written poems about The Bachelor. I've never thought about writing poems about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, which is where my obsession started. Um, The difference is... There's one lady, a bunch of dudes, and then The Bachelor, there's one dude and a bunch of ladies. Okay. Um, But now I feel like I need to go home and write a poem about The Bachelor. Yeah, totally. Because why not? I want to believe it is real deeply, and I also know it is not real deeply. Right. Just like Instagram. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but, you know, I think that sort of created um, space and almost like artificiality Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, television is really, like, it's captivating, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a lot there, and I think it makes Mm -hmm. sense of, like, um, that being something that mm-hmm. is uh, kind of endlessly mm-hmm. um, engrossing, almost. yes, and constantly. What's like this? It is so. It is like a competition for love. Yeah, right? is that okay? Yeah. Are there like challenges that happen? Yeah. So there are group dates, okay. um, <laughs> and they. Oh God, I kicked the table. That's right. um, they vary from like doing a pillow fight to like telling an embarrassing story about yourself in front of a huge audience um, to like playing football against each other. On this season, one of the most recent dates, um, the girls all had to play football against each other while he watched. And then um, actually it was very dramatic. Someone who had already been eliminated showed up at the cocktail party After they all played football against each other and he gave her the rose, which is how you like tell someone you want them to stay, you give them a rose. 
So all of these poor women had like beat each other up on the football field, and then he was just like, "Here, random person who I already got rid of. Oh my god, take a rose." Wow, it was enthralling. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, there was another show called um, Kid Nation. Do you remember that? I show? never watched it, but okay. I've definitely read the think pieces about right. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. My mm-hmm. sister just linked me that, mm-hmm. and because uh, we watched that show when it aired, and we were just oh, like, really totally appalled that yeah. they were basically making uh-huh. these kids uh-huh. go out into these very um, yeah. you know just inhospitable places, yeah. and it was sort of like. It was really just they were trying to do a Lord of the Flies. Yeah. And it was very like, yeah. watch these teens break down when they have to choose a leader. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. like All for money, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a cash prize. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Reality TV is uh, a terrible place. Yes. I love, I love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, At least yeah. with The Bachelor, it's legal adults right. in a yeah. mansion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, is there a cash prize for the bachelor? No, no, ca- just love. A ring. Oh, a and ring. Love. Okay. Yeah. Well. So I've read online some theories. Is like, you stay together for if you stay together for however long, I think you get to keep the ring. I think okay. if you break up pretty instantly, you have to return it. Okay. But you All can right. sell the ring oh. for a cash prize. Amazing. Um, cat quote cash yeah, prize yeah, of your own, but totally. yeah, I, I yeah, it's lit, just love. Oh my god! And Instagram wow. followers. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's I guess that's worthwhile too. Yeah. Um, I mean, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I think maybe this is a good point to ask you too mm-hmm. about um, the social phenomenon uh-huh. known as finstas. Finstas. Yeah, and for yeah. people listening at home who don't know what a finsta <laughs> is, a finsta is a fake Instagram, mm-hmm. which is a sort of Usually a private account, Mm -hmm. or it could just be an account that doesn't have your name attached to it. Mm -hmm. And what it's good for is facilitating this kind of sharing that isn't um, for the entire uh, internet to see. It's sort of like you have, like, your close friends who are following your Finsta, Mm -hmm. and you can be a little bit more um, emotionally honest and revealing and sort of... You can post things there that you wouldn't necessarily want the entire world to see, mm-hmm. but you want sort of a select group of people to, mm-hmm. to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we both have Finstas, yep. but we're not going to plug them here because no. that will defeat the point. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but I think I've, I've enjoyed having it. I don't really yeah. post on social media too often, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like there is sort of a pressure to present yourself in this sort of very preened, yeah. um, flawless kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I think Finstas really give you permission to be messy. Yeah. And to, yeah, I don't know, to be a little bit more um, uh, sincere almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. What is what is your Finsta experience been like? What do you use it to, I don't know, share? And like, yeah. what, do you, um, what do you, what do you like about it? Um, I feel like as somebody who's already very emotionally forthcoming on her main accounts, I'm shocked that I even have one, which shows you what a mess I am. Um, I enjoy it for like the occasional rant, but I also still like to be kind of reserved and cautious of like 
what I post publicly because I trust everybody, but also it's, like, on the internet. Mostly I really love, like, stupid photos of myself, stupid photos of my cat, stupid photos of signs I see, and sometimes it's just nice to, like, vomit into the ether and know that somebody's gonna look at it, somebody's gonna read it. Like, I'm feeling weird today. Right. Somebody has to acknowledge this. Yeah. And they don't have to acknowledge it with like a word. They can yeah. just be like, oh, double tap. I'm right. like, oh, validation. Yeah. yeah, it's funny too. I have um I have a lot of my friends on um Finsta and it's it's very interesting. There's like this whole other mm-hmm. sort of social network almost of Finsta accounts where it's like we have this like public facing like yeah. this is my professional achievement in yeah. a post and yeah. then we have Finstas, and it's like, I'm stressed out. I just ate an entire pizza. Uh-huh. Like, it's all, you know, Here's whatever. Here's me with cheese in my mouth. Exactly, <laughs> totally. It is, like, totally just, like, unrefined, behind-the-scenes, yeah. um, inside look. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think it's, you know, I think it's good. I think it's, um, it's making me want to, like, share more, uh, like, honestly, I mm-hmm. guess, with friends on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like a very sort of, like... Um, creative space almost where there's not the sense of oh I need to have this thing be perfect yeah and it also is sort of like if um there's 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 no judging on Finsta mm-hmm. I don't know yeah that's what I feel yeah 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 only laughs only laughs and tears only laughs and tears laughs on the and Finsta. tears on the Finsta yeah absolutely yeah. well cool yeah. um dang I also wanted to ask you mm-hmm. um, what it's been like to live and grow up in Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. I know that you are a local Santa Cruz poet. Yeah. Um, and you've also spent a lot of time in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And you also surf, which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, when I can. <laughs> when you can. When did you start surfing? Um, I started in high school, and then I moved to L.A. for college, and then I was broke and in college and busy with being in college, so I just kind of stopped. And then I moved back, and my friend um, Olivia, who moved here recently, was like, I want to learn how to surf. And I was like, I want to get back into surfing. So we started basically like last March, actually. So it's cool. almost been wow. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. How, is, how has surfing been for you? It seems like I am always asked, like, oh, you live in Santa Cruz. Do you surf? Uh-huh. And I'm always like, no. And I feel like that's a lame answer uh-huh. because it's like such a good, you know, place to surf. Yeah. And like... I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like it could be really cool. So yeah. how's it, how has it been to be serving for almost a year now? It's been nice. I feel like it's cool to be a nonconformist too, though. Totally. If you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't serve. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's like, oh, yeah. they're different. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's been nice. It's been really humbling at times. Yeah. Um, really unhumbling at other times when you feel like you had a good day. Um, but it's, it's, definitely easier and harder than it seems at the same time so like to get started is relatively easy but then to kind of like build your skills and like go down the line and and just stuff like that stay up longer like catch like more than just like the white water wave um it's definitely like a building and if you're not doing it a lot you definitely kind of fall off like the wagon the amount of arm strength it takes is a lot um so, I mean, winter, it's been kind of hard because I've been like, I'm cold. I don't want to go, um, right. which is yeah. bad. <laughs> right. 
But yeah, it's been nice. It's been really cool. I think in this past year, I've done a lot more kayaking, a lot more surfing, a lot more scuba diving. Amazing. And just a lot more being on the water. So I mean, I already have the degree in marine biology, but I think I've also been kind of learning how to read and understand conditions and waves and tides like yeah. even more, which is exciting yeah. because I feel like I, the language, the language, the ocean kind of has like its own little language of like conditions and like when it's safe and right. when it's not. And it's yeah. cool to like beep boop boop like understand yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's so it. cool. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, do you I mean maybe this is like I don't know. I don't know how good of a question this is, but um do you have like a different understanding of your work with marine biology now that like you surf and like mm-hmm. you're in the water all the mm-hmm. time and you have it just seems like this sort of like more like kinetic like yeah. um, sort of interaction with waves and like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, has it changed how you think of marine biology or like your work with that? Mm-hmm. Or like, have you had like interesting thoughts? Or I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. has there been like an interaction between those things? I'm trying to think. I mean. Definitely in a way that, like, now that I'm in the surf zone more, like, where the waves are breaking, because normally when I would do stuff in college or now, you're, like, in a lab, you're out on a boat, like, where you don't want to be in the waves. Right. Or you're in the intertidal area where you're at a tide pool. Yeah. So the surf zone is definitely a little bit different. So now that I'm hanging out there, I'm kind of thinking of more questions about the animals that, like, live in the surf zone like for example like sharks in the surf zone what are they doing are they there a lot like what is their interactions with that yeah um when it's like a heavily populated one versus barren desolate not a lot of people um yeah it was it's definitely kind of making me ask different other questions for sure yeah Yeah, cool yeah yeah whoa i yeah i so admire you for uh for surfing and for doing it Um, that's really cool (laughs) Um, yeah, I also wanted to, I don't know, like, I, I want to ask you what it's like to grow up in the Santa Cruz area, but I also realize, okay, wild, (laughs) yeah, what was, like, wild about, like, growing up in the Santa Cruz area? What's wild is I feel like there are so many people who come in during summertime, and to Mm. them, Santa Cruz is, like, this beach paradise. Right this like rose tinted glasses kind of little space like everything's beautiful and great right and santa cruz is actually really creepy and i feel like has a very like dark underbelly and i love it i will always love it but i think it's it's always interesting to see the comparison of what people who like grew up here think versus like people who come and visit a lot or grew up kind of in the area and know of it but like aren't actively here yeah a lot yeah can you talk maybe a little bit about um kind of like i don't know santa cruz's sordid history Mm because i know there was a period of time when when santa cruz had uh multiple active serial killers and murder capital of the world yeah Yeah. is that something that sort of um informs your poetry or Mm -hmm. that you sort of engage with yeah Uh, yeah yeah um true crime is definitely a more recent obsession so it's not come out so much in daughter of salt um that's not so much there, but it definitely is on my mind a lot yeah. now within the past year. 
And I think that's, I feel like Santa Cruz is constantly stuck in the 80s. Right. Which is, which also kind of informs like the seedy underbelly. And that's, I mean, there was a ton of serial killers in the 80s and a lot of messed up stuff going on. Um, I mean, the hair and the music and the movies were great. Right, yeah. um, Yeah, I just feel like Santa Cruz is constantly stuck like a couple years behind everything else. Like, Mm -hmm. not even meaning to be. It just just, like weirdly, like it's liminal, weird area. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird place. Because it's like rural, but also not rural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're also kind of tucked away, you yeah. know, from, like, other things. Yeah. Like, we're two hours from San Francisco, yeah. and Monterey is sort of way... Monterey uh, is also tiny, so, too, and tiny, yeah. And, yeah, I feel has like we're It has its own this, yeah. weird creepiness to right. it. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of, like, space. Like, we're right uh-huh. next to the, the ocean, and uh-huh. there's all these trees, yeah. and... I don't know. It is, yeah. It is. There's a there's a psychic weirdness to yeah. Santa Cruz. Yeah, um, it's, I don't, that, like I've totally. Felt I feel too. unscientific, but I mean, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It's like you know what is what is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a vibe. It's a big vibe. <laughs> you were listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on K Squid ninety point seven FM in Santa Cruz on the web at ksqd.org. My name is Billy Butler, and I am speaking with Chestina Craig about her new collection of poetry, Daughter of Salt. Uh, Chestina, uh, would you read a poem for us? I will read a poem for you. Fantastic. This is Chestina Craig. She's about to read her poem, Santa Cruz Forever. Uh, and is this in Daughter of Salt? It is. Fantastic. Yep. It is yep. in her forthcoming book, Daughter of Salt. I blame every Santa Cruz summer for every ounce of invincibility I've felt. If you can come out of the thaw still dear spry, swallow the sun like those born here, you can do anything underwater. And how many times should I have died, but at 16 I didn't believe in death, and so it never came. How many scientists wish they could bottle up teen faith and feed it to believers and us, the greatest believers of all, not in ourselves, but in ourselves all the same. The lifeguards, the surf rock, the unrolled windows, and how we knew it all would save us. And it did. Sunset by sunset tan line. By new pink skin peeled off like a contest. Every summer in Santa Cruz presents its own rose-tinted glasses. And as much as you love the word drowning, you forget its realness and where it comes from, and where you come from. And of course, it has always been this place, this burnt beach, this grassy grain of sand, this heat transfer. Of course, you begin and end here. What other existence is there to be swallowed whole by the sounds of young girls discovering their own kind of immortality? That was Tristan Craig (laughs) reading her poem, Santa Cruz Forever. Oh my God, wow. I get tunnel vision every time I read a poem. I'm literally staring at it. That ending was... And it's like... Powerful. just the text Thank yeah you. wow oh Thank my gosh you. yeah so that um that poem really makes me think of um sort of the line that uh santa cruz walks between being like uh i don't know a really fun uh kind of place and a really uh you know kind of like evil energy sort yeah. of place yeah. um uh maybe that's why they filmed um what was that movie? Lost Boy. Oh, Lost Us. Us. Yeah, us. 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 Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. Honestly, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. 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 There is like that sort of like duality. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that like is sort of present. Um, yeah. Kind of everywhere in Santa Cruz, you feel it. Um, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reading that yeah, poem. Thank wow. you. Thanks um, for handing me. Yeah. Thanks well, for getting me to practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, wow. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I also, it'll, it makes me think of, like, what I like about Santa Cruz, too. Though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there is a lot to uh, enjoy about mm-hmm. Santa Cruz and a lot to really, um, I don't know, just be, like, grateful for. Yeah. Um, like, it is a very, like, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And I think also, like, um, there's a very strong artistic community in yep. Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. still, and a very strong poetry community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's not as strong in other places as like it is here mm-hmm. like i feel like we get also like a good place for music too like yeah Rock was in your poem and like yeah. you get like a lot of musical acts coming through town and yeah. there's a lot of sort of um bands playing shows all the mm-hmm. time and i i feel like there's also still um a very diy sort of mm-hmm. ethic in santa cruz mm-hmm. of like all right you know we like have three guitars and like a saxophone and we're gonna start a band but yeah yeah i don't know so um i'm just kind of thinking about santa cruz right now and like yeah always always think about santa cruz walking Mm -hmm. around being here summers yeah i'm ready for it to be warm again yeah it's uh it's been it's been too cold at least it hasn't been raining extremely yeah, yeah yeah but it has been apocalyptically windy totally yeah that was uh, <laughs> a little behind the scenes we were gonna record this podcast on a day when it was uh terribly windy yeah it was sort of like famously yeah what were the wind speeds it was um like, oh god like it was like 25 mile an hour when yeah. i looked at the weather and I think in some places, and I'm really bad at converting knots to mile per hour. They honest, this might be the same, but in some places it was like 60 knots. Yeah. Too, which like whatever right. you measure your wind speed by, I've right. given you a, a yeah. measure. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody who lives in Santa Cruz knows exactly the day we're talking about. It's the <laughs> day that the one was shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. The famous day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes me think, too, just about, like, earthquakes in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And, I'd know. much rather an earthquake. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. one and done. I mean, I actually, so. it's not There's always one and done. There's yeah. aftershocks. But it's say, not the yeah. entire day. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think yeah. I'd rather an earthquake over a hurricane, too. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that's, like, a very interesting yeah. one, rather. Yeah. Well, I feel like the warning beforehand is great. Right. But it also might make me freak out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And an yeah. earthquake it's boop, right yeah. you know it's shakes a so, little it's done yeah. i mean not a little not always a little right. yeah i don't know maybe i'm just like a weird california person and i'm give me give me an earthquake over strong winds <laughs> yeah i feel like growing up in california um you maybe get a little bit desensitized to earthquakes <laughs> the like literal living. earth shaking right yeah. yeah i feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. elsewhere are kind of looking at california like oh like yeah you know, i wouldn't want to live there and uh-huh. there's, you know, earthquakes and People in California is like, wow, yeah, I slept through a 5.6. Yeah. Like, I slept through a 6.2. I don't yep. care. Or um, I sat on a yoga ball and went flying right. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just sort of, you know, live and let live. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's like a ride. It's I a know. roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Big Dipper. It's fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Or yeah. the double wow. shot. Yeah. Oh, the double shot. Which the double shot. That? The one that takes you up really high and then drops you really fast. Oh, yeah, I've never. I love that never one. Never enjoyed that. Really? Yeah. That's fair. Are you a big like uh, 
uh, kind of thrill seeking yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, okay, I am, yeah. and I love going, and then I sit down, mm-hmm. and then like my anxiety kicks in, and is yeah. like. What if this breaks right now? Right. Like, what if this just breaks right now? It yeah. could happen. It could yeah. happen. And then I'm sitting there like, why did I do this? Like, right. I'm just thinking about how I'm going to die. Yeah. And then it's fine. Yeah. It's and then fine. I go through the ride. I'm like, next one. And then, like, the same cycle repeats. Yeah. It's like that. I'm a really nervous flyer, too. And I know oh. it's, like, more dangerous to drive to the airport than to right. fly. Yeah. And I tell myself that. And I logically know that. And I also know that I'm more likely to get hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Or bit by a shark right. than die in a plane crash. But mm-hmm. I've been bit by a shark and right. almost hit by lightning. So I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. This, what are these statistics? That is, that is kind of interesting. That makes me think about um, sort of the... You probably get this all the time. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, just like the, the tension between science and poetry. Yeah. If there is any... I think maybe that's yeah. like a false um, conflict, though. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like... Um, I feel like it's different mm-hmm. modes of thinking, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like they're both deeply rooted in inquiry, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, is it all is all, is it all that different, you know? Um, I mean, yes and no. Right. I feel like there's a lot more... I mean, poetry has definitely poetic structure. Right. And um, also someone who has never pursued poetry, like academically, I probably mm-hmm. have a different view of this. Yeah. Um, but for me, poetry, it's like, you write it down. Not everything is a poem that you write down and right. not everything that you write down is science. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're different, but they're also similar in kind of like a little bit of a woo woo way right. where it's like, yeah. I am trying to understand how I feel. I'm trying to understand right. the world. Yeah. I'm trying to share my feelings with other. I'm trying to sh- others. I'm trying to mm-hmm. share what I've discovered with others. Right. Um, it's not something like, I think there's definitely the stereotype of like the hermit poet mm-hmm. where you like right. sit in your yeah. room and write. I don't feel like, I feel like I know people who secretly write poetry. I feel mm-hmm. like I know a lot of people who secretly write poetry. Right. And then cause I publicly write poetry. They're yeah. like, here's this thing I wrote. Yeah. Um, but I think poetry is much more interactive than people who are not involved in poetry realize. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think poetry is a lot less like Dear Diary, I'm Crying, and a lot right. more like a craft that you've worked at really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something people don't realize. And I think kind of similarly with science, I think people who don't do science don't realize how many things go wrong. Yeah. If something is not going wrong... I mean, good for you. I'm not going to say you're not doing science, right. but yeah. like historically, like stuff goes wrong right. and like, that's what it is. And that's yeah. honestly to me, kind of the joy of it right. is just being yeah. like, it's chaos. Right. And like, that's the process. <laughs> My too. stats mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is significant. Yeah. And it's feel, okay. Yeah. Well, like poets, you know, say the same thing all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is significant. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I found no difference. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And I think um, a lot of scientists who I've spoken to about the fact that I do poetry are either like, that's so cool or very like neutral about it anyways. Yeah. Or are like, I don't understand poetry and they just move on. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful. Something you said back there also made me think of um, this quote by Diane Wachowski, who said, Mm -hmm. 
that poems come from incomplete knowledge, mm-hmm. which I've always mm-hmm. like thought about that as sort of like being very true where it's not yeah. so much like, oh, I, I know something and yeah. want to share it. It's like, I have no idea what this thing is yeah. or what I'm feeling and yeah. I'm writing into that sort of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with science. Yeah. Science absolutely. is very often incomplete knowledge. You'll right. like complete a study and you'll be like, found this, uh, raises 10 more questions. Right. Absolutely. Figured this out. Don't know why it's happening. Right. Yeah. Gotta repeat it. Yeah. Like 10 times. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think you also, um, I listened to your interview on Say More Podcast mm-hmm. and you said something really interesting about um, poetry and science that um, if you can't repeat something, it's not science, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I thought mm-hmm. about that too, just like conditions that have to exist in mm-hmm. poetry and science and like repeatability, I guess, but yeah. also, um, <clears throat> I don't know, sort of... Um, yeah, like what has to happen for science to occur and like the yeah. scientific process and mm-hmm. like those steps, then mm-hmm. like what happens for a poem and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, sort of yeah. like the, the creation um, impulse for yeah. like both of those things. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's where they're definitely kind of on other sides of the Venn diagram. Right. Like your scientific results, you can get them, but you want to have like a large sample size. You right. want to have done it many times. Yeah. So you know it's repeatable. Someone else could repeat it. With poetry, I feel like I always do this thing where I'm, like, lying half awake and I'm writing something in my head and I'm too lazy to get a paper or my phone to type it up. Right. And it's gone. Yeah. It's gone forever. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Same. All the time. Always. <laughs> All the time. People who actually, like, write it down every time are literal heroes. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I think, like, one day... That could be me. I no, don't know. Um, not me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's got to be, like, some place um, those ideas go. I think um, maybe I, I feel like I'm making every quote up when I, like, I can't, like, consult it. But I think Philip Levine said something about that to Audrey Rich, who lived in Santa Cruz uh-huh. for a while. And he was like, every time I don't write down an idea I have for a poem, mm-hmm. it flies away and goes to Audrey Rich's house. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) Like, so it's like, where do those go? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but it also makes me think, um, Jane Hirschfield is a poet, and she is friends with a ton of scientists. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it it really um, informs her work, she Mm -hmm. said. And, Mm -hmm. like, I think you can see it in a lot of her poems where she, like, is talking about these, like, very like sciencey like terms mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that sort of like photosynthesis space. Totally. <laughs> that's such a good word to use in a poem yeah absolutely it's such right? a good word yeah um but yeah i mean there's like less of a conflict between poetry and science mm-hmm. than like we're led to believe i don't yeah. know yeah i just i feel like you know i feel like they can be friends poetry mm-hmm. and science mm-hmm. i feel like there's a way yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if I could stop feeling like weird shame about it too. <laughs> Do you feel weird being a poet and like being like also in marine biology and Sometimes. like science space? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I no one has ever told me I need to feel that way. No one has right. ever made me feel that way. Yeah. But it's just because 
there's definitely the whole, I feel like, the stereotype of poetry being mm-hmm. the dear diary. Right, Here like are my, feel- yeah. uh, my feelings. I wear a beret. I mean, I do wear berets, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, I wear a beret and people snap at me in cafes. And we do right. snap. I know. Yeah. But- <laughs> um, I know. Um, but I, I, I think, yeah, I think I... And I think as a woman, also, I'm afraid to be seen as, like, incredibly emotional. And poetry lends itself yeah. to being, like, this is an emotional person. Right. And I mean, like, I don't know why I'm trying to hide who I am. Because yeah. I am incredibly emotional. Right. But yeah. I don't want people to think that I am not capable of right. doing science or thinking objectively or, you know, like, hitting mm-hmm. a hard patch. Because I definitely right. am. I just, like, have yeah. a lot of feelings and, like, also have a personal life. Yeah, you don't want your emotions to be be like held against you yeah yeah i yeah you know, that makes i've you think, yeah. got a lot of them so you've got a lot to hold against me <laughs> yeah, no honestly I've, I've thought about that before um i feel like poets are people who it's like a it's like an rpg it's like one of those role-playing yeah. games where like you get points in the beginning and like you have all these stats and it's like you have like 20 points to distribute how you want and yeah. like I feel like poets are people who dump all their 20 points into feeling things too deeply. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of their stats are like zero or like one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. In your case, like you're really good at science and surfing. So I feel like that. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm good at <laughs> Let's. Um, I'll get yeah. my master's first, and we'll see how good I am about cool. uh, doing do super about big that? science. Yeah. And I'm not that great at surfing yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm applying for grad school right now. I want to cool. be like a researcher, professor, Fantastic. or something. Yeah, because wow. I did like research projects in undergrad, but I never cool. like published them in a scientific journal. Um, I like worked as a field biologist for a bit and now I like work in marine science education. Um, but yeah, I'm applying to grad school and I'm really excited about it because it's cool. like my heart is like in research. Yeah. I love research. That's cool. What sort of, um, research projects have, like, mm-hmm. I have no idea like mm-hmm. what that like, is oh, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like what kind I'm of things are you like about. interested in like researching and like what kind of things um, have you done, I think you've mm-hmm. done like stingray research. Is that right? Um, I assisted on that. The projects that I did personally that I was like in charge of and setting up, one of them was on, uh, kelp bass gonads, the testes in particular. Okay. Um, so I chopped them up wow. <laughs> in the lab That's and put them on slides. <laughs> I know, put them on slides and then, um, basically kind of visualized how much sperm was in each testy to figure out the peak spawning, which is when they're like making babies. Yeah. Um, the peak spawning that the males were going through. Cause like in reproductive studies, you always look at the females, right. um, but there's like two parts to that puzzle. So yeah. I was looking at the male testes and then another Another one I did, this is not a scientific term, but I was looking at fish that were mooching food off of other fish. Um, and it was pretty cool. I was looking at the cues that made the tiny mooching fish go over to the big fish. Interesting. Yeah. Like what kind of like, like cues? Um, yeah. Size of the disturbance of the bottom. So the okay. big fish would like eat off the bottom and kick yeah. up sand. So size of disturbance. Um, or size of fish or presence of fish. And it turned out it was just however big of a disturbance because they came over to my model fish and they also showed up to my big brick. Yeah. That was not a fish when it was a large disturbance. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I That's was amazing. freezing the entire time yeah. doing that project. Wow. 
Yeah. Dang. So, but I want to I want to work on like nursery grounds next. So cool. like where baby fish and sharks hang out. Cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I think um, you were talking before about you spent some time on Catalina doing mm-hmm. some like research and yeah classes and then I did that research project with the mooching fish on Catalina cool. yeah Great. yeah wow. it's fun. You were listening to the Hive Poetry Collective on K Squid ninety point seven FM in Santa Cruz on the web at ksqd.org. My name is Billy Butler and I'm speaking with Chestina Craig about her new collection of poems, Daughter of Salt. Um, my favorite book that I read recently is called The Water Cure by okay. Sophie McIntosh. Cool. It is amazing. Nice. There is water. There are sisters. Cool. An island. So is it like a, it's like a novel? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, but it's written very poetically. It's nice. beautiful. It's written by the perspective of each sister, kind of in a rotating fashion. Cool. Um, there's no men on the island besides their father, and they've been told that men are evil and like will be the death of them, um, and that men will get them sick, and like they can't be anywhere near men besides the father, and... There's twists and turns, and it's creepy and thrilling and violent and stunning and awesome. Cool. Yeah. What, was, what was the book again? The Water Cure by okay. Sophie McIntosh. If you like anything by Gillian Flynn, you will like The Water Cure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Or if you liked The Girls by Emma Klein. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Good, good comps. Yeah, it's nice. really good. Wow. Yeah, that's like my reading um, preferences. Like, okay, in a yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, true crime, oceans. Yeah, yeah um, weird woman-led uh, dramas. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that actually reminds me, uh, there's this book, Topics of Conversation. Have okay. you heard about that? No. It's by Miranda Popke. She, I think she, she went to school in Santa Cruz. Oh, cool. Um, and it's all uh, women having conversations um, with each other over the course of um, many years. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I like that. Yeah. Well, cool. I don't know. Are there any like movies you're into? Like any music? Like Florence and the Machine always is my favorite music. Totally. Um, what did I listen to recently? I'm one of those people who definitely gets their Spotify Discover Weekly, and I listen to three songs that I love, and then I forget that albums exist. Right. Um, movies. Don't hate me, but my attention span is really bad with movies, but I, I will yeah. watch five hours of a TV show. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, the segments is, you know, I think it's like a different yeah. time commitment. Yeah. It's more like kind of you can parse Stuff moves out. faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked Shrill on Netflix. Uh, not Netflix. Oh, God. Cardinal Sin. I liked Shrill, which is on Hulu. Uh, okay. Hulu original. Okay. It's very good. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I've watched recently that are not crappy reality TV because I've kind of gone down a hole. Um, yeah. I liked Shrill a lot. Cool. It's super good. Sweet. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I wanted to also ask, this may be, this may be closing. I think we're getting to the end of sure. our time here. Sounds um, good. Are there any, like, I don't know, like, favorite spots in Santa Cruz you have? Because, like, mm. since you've, like, been, you've been around <clears throat> the block a minute yeah. in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, do you have any, like, um, just, like, favorite spots, like, places you kind of, like, go back to, anywhere yeah. you visit, or even, like, 
I, I was going to say surf spots, but uh-huh. maybe you don't want to, like, broadcast that. I and just that's go totally... to Cowles. Okay, all right. Cowles, classic. Totally. Yeah. Everyone goes, everyone knows yeah. about Cowles. Well, you know, there's... And if you don't, right. there you go. Well, there's, there's a lot of ocean for Yeah, everyone. there is yeah. a lot of ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, giving away all my secrets, spots. <laughs> just kidding. Um, actually, one of my favorite places, and this isn't even in Santa Cruz County, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go within the Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Elkhorn Slough. Okay. It's just like the best place. I work there. Um, I freaking love it. There's like, you want to see an otter? There's an otter. Wow. You want to see a seal? There's a seal. Um, I, I just absolutely love the slough. Um, when it's not winter time and there's low tide, you can find a bunch of sea slugs. It's the freaking best. I also really love the sea swing in Davenport. I think oh, that's, yeah. that's It's a treacherous journey down, but that's one right. of my favorite places ever because you feel like you're literally at the end of the world because the old pier it looks kind of almost like a gateway to me and when the tides like at the perfect height where you're not getting like swept by a wave while you're on the swing but you can sit comfortably and swing out over the ocean wow yeah it's just like the greatest feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do hate going on weekends. Because right. so, oh, it? it's, so many people are there. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just like a rotating like oh. photo op, yeah, which right. like I respect people's mm-hmm. need and want to right. document and right. like capture their life right. and how beautiful it is. Yeah. Um, but I feel like some, I don't know. It's a complicated way to talk. I feel like it's a complicated thing to talk about because I don't want to shame people for, like, taking photos. But there's also, like, I feel like... I know what you mean. People are sitting down getting a photo, but they're not staying for... They're not, like, swinging out over the ocean, which is, like, the coolest part of it. Right. Yeah. It's it's a different... Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's so... There's, like, two things. It's a different experience Mm -hmm. to, like, live it while you're documenting. Yeah. And you're just kind of, like, being like, oh, this is, like, what I'll share with others. Um... And then it's like, it also seems like a totally different experience to be there when to document it's like, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, to be there, like, you like in the morning when, like, it's no one's there. Yeah. And, like, it's sort of like, you know, more, um, more empty space and, mm-hmm. like, it's not as many. Like a Tuesday like, people, afternoon yeah. is right. great. Okay, yeah. 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 So, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and it sounds like, that spot has kind of gotten i mean i think like people know it's like a very like photogenic spot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it's beautiful right. and i've oh, definitely absolutely. had fo- i've definitely gotten photos taken of me on the swing yeah totally so like right. no shame in that yeah it just makes me sad when i see people just like sit down pose a bit and then get off i'm like right. but i want you to swing on it i want right. you to see like it's yeah, so cool definitely. it's not just cool in a photo it's yeah so cool to sit on right. it and swing and is and like it's how did a it... weird complicated thing to talk about? <laughs> I feel like like no no no. Um, did, and did someone um, put the swing there? Do you know or some yeah had to it, someone? Right? Yeah. There's some amazing human being out there mm-hmm. who. I don't know if it's the same person or multiple people, but it'll get broken occasionally in the winter or, like, someone, like, it'll just wear and tear and come down. But someone's constantly fixing it. And, like, someone's also constantly painting it. Um, And it's gone through, like, having, like, two ropes to, like, one rope. And it's gone through, like, an evolution. But someone's always fixing it and i love that person i don't know who they yeah. are but i love them oh yeah shout yeah. out to them yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. thank you for hero. making something so beautiful yeah wow well cool yeah. i think we're just about at the end of our time here is there cool. anything you want to 
plug or promote or share or you know shout out yeah be nice to people and use your turn signal please (laughs) oh yeah major yeah yeah please use your turn signal yeah um and that is self-promotion yeah but i feel like using your turn signal is a good thing yeah nice well cool where can people find you on the internet um they can find me on twitter and i'm the worst person i don't even have my own at memorized i think it's the same as my instagram which is at chessy but it's spelled c-h-e-s-s-e-a-a like chess and c like the board game and the ocean okay yeah yeah but it's like funny because my nickname's Chessy and okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Ha>. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> you got it well cool um Chessina, thank you so much yeah, for coming on the show you. thank you for talking with me um i think i'm gonna go watch an episode of the circle or Ooh, the bachelor tell me what you think do some research um, i think the bachelor Really? You First? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll go do that. Um, thank you so much for talking <laughs> Not to with tell me. you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. It was a pleasure to have you yeah. on. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was my conversation with Chestina Craig. Her new book of poems, Daughter of Salt, is coming out later this month in March with Picture Show Press. If you're in the Santa Cruz area, Chestina is celebrating the release of her book at Glow Mike happening at 515 Kitchen and Cocktails on Sunday, March 15th. Glow Mic starts at 6 p.m. with a 5.30 open mic sign-up and a featured reading from Chestina. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hive Poetry Collective. You can find the Hive Poetry Collective online at hivepoetry.org. This program is also available as a podcast on a wide variety of platforms, search for Hive Poetry Collective. 